Hey fam, welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast, the art of hearing God's perfect will. The podcast that invites you to tune into God's guidance and discover his flawless plan for your life. I'm Michelle Honora, your host, and I'm thrilled to have you here. I'm an author, speaker, and spiritual direction coach, as well as the founder and director of the Center for Prophetic Listening. In a world filled with noise and distractions, finding clarity in God's will can be a challenge, especially if you're facing significant life transitions. Whatever challenges you're encountering, you're about to learn how to discern God's perfect will for both significant and everyday situations. So tune in, open your heart, and embark with me on this sacred quest to hear God's voice and discern His perfect will for your life. Welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Today's episode is a little bit uh, different than what I have posted so far. Uh, By the way, I want to thank everybody who has supported the podcast by sharing the show, uh, leaving reviews, and uh, and subscribing to to the show and the channel. Thank you so, so, so much. Um, Today's episode, I really want to talk about uh, hearing God, uh, the the basics of hearing God. Basically, basically this is going to be called Hearing God 101 uh, because you're watching multiple episodes that I've done with other people with prophetic listening. And there are a couple of things that are already kind of assumed and built in to those episodes. Uh, primarily, I'm listening with other believers who already know how to hear God. They already have experience hearing God. And so when we are taking matters, uh, specific matters to the Lord, they're listening. I'm listening because we, we both have experience with hearing the voice of God and knowing how to discern when he's speaking. Um, in fact, the only thing that, that is really making that specifically unique is that where we're basically honing in on his voice and his voice alone. So, uh, we're removing elements of the enemy and elements of of the flesh, but for the most part, they already have that that basic understanding of this is how I hear God and I know when He's speaking to me. And for some of you listening, they, that may feel a little bit intimidating. Uh, maybe some of you have listened to the podcast and you're like, I don't know how to hear God like that. I don't even know how He speaks to me, let alone uh, discerning his voice from any other, any other voice. Sometimes I don't even hear a voice. And I just wanted to create a a mini episode, um, that will be super practical and super useful to you about, uh, the fundamentals of hearing God's voice. So let's just start with, with the basics. So first of all, something I I'm always telling people is that God absolutely does speak in this day and age. There are plenty of non-believers out there, or maybe I should call them pre-believers, but plenty of pre-believers out there who do not believe that God speaks to people. Uh, They they either believe that the Bible is is a myth or a fairy tale. I've heard people, several people refer to um, the Bible as as a fairy tale. Uh, And they just think, oh, well, you know, the concept of God speaking to people is ridiculous. We know as believers that that can be further from the truth, that hearing God's voice is actually a very vivid part of everyday life as a believer in Jesus Christ. Um, and if it's not, it, it frankly should be. I believe that hearing God's voice is your birthright. And if you're not hearing him, 
or you're not hearing him on a consistent basis, it's not because he's not speaking. It's because you simply don't know how to tune in. So I want you to imagine uh, a radio, uh, old school radio with the dial, right? Um, And you need to to basically turn it and tune in to certain frequencies in order to hear the show or the program that's being being played. A lot of times Christians simply do not know how to access the dial, let alone how to turn it so that they're tuning into the frequency of God and God's voice. And what I'm about to teach you uh, is a really super simple, memorable way to to tune into God's voice and understand uh, how to how to hear him. So really quickly, uh, let's talk about uh, the different ways that that God speaks. In scripture, we see biblical characters speaking to God all the time and God speaking back to them. Abraham, uh, Joseph, Moses, David, they're constantly hearing God speak to them. Now, in Old Testament times, in some cases, that was a little bit unique because they were hearing God through the spirit of God, but God spoke in a, in a multitude of ways. He spoke through dreams, Joseph. Uh, he spoke through uh, prophets, for example, um, uh, Nathan to, to King David. He spoke through uh, audibly <laughs> um, when the Israelites heard uh, the voice of God coming down, I believe from uh, Mount Sinai. And he spoke to his people and they were absolutely terrified. And they told Moses, no, you go up that mountain and you talk to him and you be our intermediary because we don't want to hear that voice anymore. That scare the crap out of us, (laughs) Um, which is unfortunate, right? Because God wants to commune with his people. Uh, He wasn't trying to, uh, to scare them away, but they were just terrified by, by the magnitude of his, his power. I have never heard God speak audibly. I would love to hear God speak audibly. Um, this is going to sound a little out there, but I do believe that I've heard the enemy speak audibly. And that is, um, it's not something that I ever want to hear again, but, uh, but God can speak to his people audibly. I know of, of, I know people who have heard God speak audibly, but that usually isn't the primary way in which he speaks to his people. God speaks, tends to speak in several ways. And I call these listening styles, the ways in which God speaks to his people. One of them is the still small voice. So in, um, the book of, I believe it's first Kings, first Kings or second Kings, uh, Elijah is, coming down from the prophet Elijah is coming down from a super massive victory against the false prophets of Baal. And, uh, God has shown up and showed off and proved that he is the true God of, of Israel. Um, and the prophet Elijah has the false prophets of Baal, uh, killed like all 400 of them slaughtered and queen Jezebel, um, wicked, witch that she was, uh, basically declared that she was going to kill Elijah for killing those false prophets. And so Elijah ran off terrified uh, for his life. And even though he came off of this great victory in the Lord, um, in his very human reality, he fled and the Lord met him in his place of despair um, comforted him, gave him food, gave him, gave him rest, and then led him to, uh, an isolated location. And basically it's a really beautiful passage of God's tender, loving care 
over his frail creation. Um, and that scripture talks about how, um, there was a fire and God wasn't in the fire. There was uh, an earthquake and God wasn't in the earthquake. Um, there were these other like really loud, um, loud expressions of nature, but God wasn't in it. Uh, instead he was in the still small voice and the, the best way that I can equate the still small voice in this day and age is, um, is a thought. It's a thought that comes to you, but it's not your own thought. It's a thought that just kind of lands lands in your spirit or bubbles up inside of you. And you know that it's not you thinking it. Uh, another way of, of saying it would be telepathy, right? So uh, any of us who have ever watched a movie about um, mind reading or, or hearing others' thoughts, uh, being telepathic, right? And a lot of uh, fiction, that's like a super superpower. But God can speak to us telepathically where he's communicating his thoughts with us through our thoughts. And, um, and over time, as you grow and develop the practice of listening for God's voice on a regular basis, which I'll probably talk about, I, I not probably, I will talk about in future episodes. What does it look like to build that muscle, that listening muscle? Um, eventually it becomes easier and easier to hear God's voice and it becomes easier and easier to discern his voice apart from your thoughts, your ideas, your desires. So among the listening styles, um, the still small voice is the primary one. That's when it's a thought that comes to you, but you know, it's not your own thought. Uh, other listening styles include images. So the second listening style that I want to talk about are images. God can speak to his people uh, through images that can come into your, your mind's eye. Uh, so for example, sometimes I'll do prophetic listening sessions with people and you probably have already witnessed this actually in a couple of our, our past episodes, but, um, I'll do a prophetic listening session with somebody and they get a picture that comes in their, in their mind's eye. And they just know that they know, oh, okay, this is, this is not for me. This is something that God is showing me. So I want you to be mindful that if you're getting a picture in your mind's eye and you think that it's communicating something to you, sometimes that is God's way of, of speaking to you. In fact, I have done listening sessions with people who only hear God through images. Um, those are kind of the challenging ones because they'll get an image, they'll get a, a picture, and then we have to interpret <laughs> and decipher what God, what God means by that, that image. Um, sometimes people will see colors. Sometimes people will see actual like words, kind of like a, a caption or a cartoon. They'll see words. Uh, so if you're a visual person or you're more visually inclined, uh, images can be another way that God speaks to his children. Another way that God speaks uh, to his children is through the, what I call the unction of the spirit. Um, it's a feeling, it's a knowing, it's an inner knowing that it's kind of like a gut check. You know that you know that you know X, Y, and Z. You may not know why you know it, but you just know in your core um, that that something is true, something is a fact, uh, or, or you have an impression. I've heard people describe this when they have felt like they were in danger. I've heard people describe this when um, they had a sense that that somebody was um, didn't mean them well, or or they had a sense that they weren't supposed to get in a car, or they weren't supposed to hop on a flight, or um, so some people call it instinct, 
Uh, but a lot of times that really is just Holy Spirit telling you in your gut, uh, that something isn't safe or something isn't right. And then there are other times when, you know, he's indicating something in your gut that has, that isn't negative. Um, he's just sharing information. So for people, for those of you who are feelers, uh, that is a very legitimate way that God can speak to his children is through your inner knowing, um, a feeling or, or knowing. And then another way that God can speak to his children, uh, is through music. And this is really fun. So uh, I remember I did a prophetic listening session pretty recently with a gentleman who he hears God through music all the time. God is constantly sharing his message through the lyrics of songs. And a lot of times they're secular songs. So uh, God can use anything as a means of communicating what he wants to say. And music can be a very effective tool. I will share this. Uh, as well. I don't know why I'm sharing it, but I'm going to, there were times where if I was tempted uh, to, to sin in some way, or if I, if I felt some sort of temptation or I was about to indulge in a temptation, I would start to hear uh, a worship song play in my spirit. And it was very similar to uh, the movie inception where you're, you're in the middle of a dream or you're in several layers of a dream and you start to hear the music playing and you know that it's the outside world. It's the, it's the cue of, Hey, it's time to get out of here. It's time to go. <laughs> let's, let's go. Where's the kick so we can get out of that dream. Maybe that's too old of a reference because inception came out like 13 years ago, but, uh, that's how it works for me with Holy spirit. If I'm feeling tempted or I'm getting sucked into material that I shouldn't be sucked into, whether it's a book or there it's a movie or I'm, I'm watching something I shouldn't be watching or, uh, you know, it, whatever that the case may be, Holy spirit will start to play worship song to indicate to me, Hey, I'm here. Let's, let's not, let's not go there. Let's, let's go here instead. Why don't you just come and spend time with me instead? So that's another tool that God can use. Uh, there are other ways that God speaks to his children, but these are the primary uh, one, two, three, four, five ways that I mentioned. So uh, audible, still small voice, feeling, knowing, um, images, and uh, and music. And so without further ado, let's actually talk about the mechanics of listening to God's voice. So how do you actually hear God speaking to you. I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> when I was a young believer in college, I was obsessed with learning how to hear God's voice because I could hear him, but I wanted to have greater accuracy and greater consistency in my listening. And, um, and so what worked for me was just to continue to practice by being alone, investing in my quiet time with God and writing down whatever I heard. Little did I know that I was already basically applying the principles that Dr. Mark Verkler teaches about. And Mark Verkler highly recommend his ministry, highly recommend his materials. Um, he has spent the past 30 plus years teaching, teaching people how to hear God's voice individually. Um, he doesn't, uh, teach on prophetic listening. That's kind of the, the lane that I'm in, but, um, much of what he teaches is foundational to prophetic listening. So 
Dr. Mark Berkler has a book and a teaching series called the four keys to hearing God's voice. I strongly, strongly recommend that you check it out. I believe there are also YouTube videos out there, um, where he, where he basically teaches the four keys. So without further ado, here they are four keys to hearing God's voice. First key is to be still. Second key is to picture Jesus in the room with you. Third key is to tune into spontaneous thought. And the fourth key is to write it down. Now I'm about to explain what all those mean. So don't worry. Um, Let's start with the first key, which is to be still. You want to get yourself into a place of spiritual stillness. Basically what that means is whether you need to be in a quiet room, whether you need to, um, I remember hearing Dr. Charles Stanley talk once about uh, when he was really learning how to hear God's voice in, in his early years, he would, he would go into a closet. He would go into a closet because he needed complete darkness and he needed complete silence. So he would go into a closet. He'd close the door. He would cup his ears. Um, he would close his eyes and he would just allow himself to be in a completely quiet, dark space. So for him, he, he needed literal physical stillness in order to hear God's voice. That may not be the case for everybody. Uh, I have actually worked with clients who needed to, because they were very frenetic and they had a lot of energy and they were, they were basically people who needed to move all the time. The best way for them to hear God's voice was to go on a walk. So I remember I had a client who, uh, I would give her a pen and a paper that she could, you know, kind of clip into her, um, her sports pants or, you know, have, have in her pocket And I would send her on a walk so that she could be in movement while she was hearing God's voice. That was the only way to still her mind and calm her mind was to move her body. Different people use other things as well. So music can be a really great mechanism, like soaking music, instrumental music. You can use music as a means of calming yourself down so that you can receive what what the Holy Spirit has to say. Whatever it is for you. Discover what it looks like to be still and to quiet your spirit so that you can receive what God wants to tell you. The second key is to, once you're in a still place internally, is to picture Jesus with you. So what does that mean? For me, I like to close my eyes and just remind myself that the spirit of God is with me, that Jesus is alive. Some people call this prophetic imagination, um, but I don't, I don't consider it imagination because I know that Jesus is alive. He's in the right, um, sitting at the right hand of God, his Holy spirit lives inside of me. And so if I want to, if I want to call him to, to be with me, he's with me. So I'll close my eyes and I'll just ask Jesus, where are you in the room with me? So for example, right now he's, he's standing to the right of me, um, He's, he's right there. His hand is on the back of my, my chair. Um, and he's playfully slightly swinging it back and forth. Um, so I just picture Jesus present with me as a way of reminding myself that he's with me. And then I focus my attention on him and I just ask him, what do you want to say? What do you want to say to me? Now, if you have a specific question that you want to ask him, feel free to do that as well. Um, but Basically, you want to focus your attention on Jesus who's with you. The third key is to tune into spontaneous thought. So what does that mean? Back to what I'm doing right now. I'm in a still place. I'm closing my eyes. Jesus is to the right of me. 
He's playfully swinging my chair. I'm looking up at him and I'm just like, Hey, what's up? How's it going? I just see him waving, waving back at me. And then if I want to ask a specific question, I can, but the point is you want to pay attention to what he's saying in response. The spontaneous thought comes when you are not forcing an answer to come to you. A spontaneous thought is when either a thought, an image, a feeling kind of lands on you. So very similar to if any of you have ever gone for a walk or wash dishes, or maybe you were driving a car and you were doing something that didn't require a tremendous amount of focus or concentration and something just kind of landed in your lap. That is what we mean when we say tune into spontaneous thought. You didn't force it. It just kind of came to you. It was, it was an unforced response that came to you. That is what I mean by spontaneous thought. So whatever that is, just make note of it. Okay. And then the fourth key, and this is really important is to write it down, whether it's a thought, an image, a picture, a feeling, um, lyrics to a song, uh, whatever it is, write down that spontaneous thought that just came from Jesus. And those are the four keys to hearing God's voice. It's very important that you put all of them together. So sometimes I'll have people listening with me and they don't have pen and paper. And I'm like, you better go get it (laughs) because that is the best way to hear God speak. In a lot of ways, I think of, um, uh, the Lord speaking, it's kind of like water in a hose. So when you get that pen and you're starting to write out what he says more, usually will start to flow. So you're hearing, maybe you're hearing a phrase. Um, and the next thing, you know, as you're writing it down and you're getting it out onto paper, more can come. But if you are keeping it all in your head, there's only so much room that you have to receive what God has to tell you. So make sure that you have a pen and paper and that you're writing it out and don't edit yourself or edit God as you're listening. Why, Michelle, you may ask, because you want Holy Spirit to have room to speak. Have you ever been in a conversation where somebody was constantly interrupting you? Or maybe you've watched an interview where the interviewer did a terrible job because every time the the interviewee was, was giving an answer, they were cut off by the interviewer. That drives me nuts, right? Because they, they've stopped the flow of what that person was going to say. It's very similar with Holy Spirit. You don't want to stop the flow of what God is trying to tell you because you're stuck doubting or wondering if he's actually speaking. So make sure that you just, um, that you're still, that you picture Jesus, you tune into spontaneous thought and you write down whatever it is that's coming to mind, knowing that God can edit, make adjustments or bring correction, um, as needed if, if that needs to happen. Okay. So guys, I hope that this episode was helpful. Um, I have no idea how short or long this, this episode is, I feel like I've been talking a ton, uh, but it probably isn't nearly as long as the episodes I have with, with guests, but I just wanted to create something that was really, really practical, um, and, and straightforward for you guys to, to follow and implement so that when you are, um, being inspired by some of these episodes and seeing people hear God's voice and get very specific instructions, you can actually start to implement this in your own life by hearing God in your personal uh, time one-on-one with him. So I hope this was a blessing. Remember, 
as you are listening to God, as you're listening to Holy Spirit, um, his, whatever he shares, it has to line up with the word of God. If at any point you're hearing anything that contradicts the word of God, you can toss that out knowing that that is a lie. And that is not from the Lord because he does not contradict his own written word. Um, but otherwise I, I hope that this is a blessing to you and please, uh, share this podcast and share this episode if you found it to be useful. Okay. God bless guys. Take care. Hey, fam, fam. I want to thank you for taking the time to watch this episode. I really, really hoped that you were blessed by it. If this taught you anything about hearing God more clearly, about listening to him with other people, if it inspired you watching other people connect with the voice of God, I want to encourage you share this show. Don't be greedy. Don't keep this all to yourself. Share this show, let other people know about the Prophetic Listening Podcast, share it on your social, text a friend about it, bring it up in conversation, whatever that looks like for you. Also, if you could do me a huge solid and leave a review, guys, that helps increase visibility. There is nothing like word of mouth traction. So please leave a review. Lastly, if you want to connect with me on social media, you can hit me up on Instagram at the Michelle Honora. You can also find my work, my resources, my e-courses, as well as the certification program on www.propheticlistening.com. Thank you again. Tune into the next episode. We're here every week. Can't wait to see you on the flip side. God bless.